Welcome to Jill Stories podcast. I am your host Ting Ting Zhu. In Theme One, Episode One, let's talk about climate change. Climate change is one of the most popular words in media, and has ranked in the top ten for the past dozen years, except for 2020, taken over by COVID-19. In 2019, climate emergency was the Oxford Dictionary word of the year. It is defined as a situation in which urgent action is required to reduce or halt climate change and avoid potentially irreversible environmental damage resulting from it. Talking about climate change, what is your first reaction? Do you feel this urgency to mitigate the climate change, or do you think this is a scam? No matter which one you choose, I hope that you make a scientific judgment based on the data and evidence. Before talking about data and evidence, let's first reach a consensus about what climate change means. First, what is climate? Climate is the long-term average of weather over a given place. It is different from weather. Weather. Think about the Weather Channel app on your phone. It describes the short-term changes of temperature, like the variation of temperature during day and night, hourly changes of precipitation, humidity, pressure, and wind conditions. In comparison, climate describes average temperature in different seasons or months, average rainfall. Humidity and sun's radiation, as well as the chances of extreme events such as storms. Now, climate explained. What is change? We, as human beings, grow from infants to teenagers to adults. This is a life cycle change. Similarly, the climate has cycled changes such as ice ages. And interglacial periods. Noticing the repeatedly and regularly paced ice ages, Milutin Milanković, a Serbian mathematician, dedicated thirty years of his life calculating the factors that impact the Earth's long-term climate change. These factors include the changes of orbit shape of Earth around the Sun. Which is known as eccentricity. The angle of Earth's axis tilted, which is known as obliquity, and the direction Earth's axis of rotation is pointed, which is known as precession. This exciting discovery was not widely accepted until ten years after his death. With the advancement of the technology in 1960s, geologists sampled the deep sea sediment cores that revealed the paleoclimate of the past millions of years, which supported his hypothesis. You probably will ask, if there has been cycled changes in the climate, and variations of the climate in the history has been so great, why? 
do we claim a climate emergency when the temperature increased only one Celsius degree in the past forty years? Coming back to your own life cycle, imagine that you were twenty years old. After one year, you became thirty years old. Would you get worried? Of course, it is not following the predicted cycle. It is abnormal. The one Celsius degree increase in the past decades is also an abnormal change that cannot be explained by the Milankovitch cycle, nor other natural events. This one Celsius degree increase correlates with the great acceleration of human activities. Nevertheless, correlation is not causation. We cannot simply base on this correlation to make a conclusion that human activities drove the global warming. We need to investigate the mechanisms of the climate change and the consequences. To better understand it, the concepts such as system thinking and feedback loop that were introduced in the last episode becomes handy. An open system exchanges energy and matters with other systems. The energy fluxes into and out of the atmosphere, as well as the Earth's surface, are the primary determinant of the climate. Earth system receives energy from solar radiation, and the outgoing energy flows from Earth back to space. The balance between the incoming And outgoing energy is Earth's energy budget. To keep the Earth's surface temperature constant, we want to maintain the balance. The incoming solar radiation is determined by the relative position between the Earth and the Sun, while the outgoing energy can be greatly impacted by greenhouse effect and surface reflectivity. The greenhouse effect. Is a natural process that keeps the Earth warm. When the sun's energy reaches the atmosphere, 29% is reflected back to the space by the particles in the atmosphere. 23% is absorbed by the atmosphere, while the remaining 48% reaches the Earth's surface. To maintain a stable temperature on Earth's surface, it releases. Its energy to the atmosphere above through evaporation, convection, and thermal radiation. To keep the temperature of atmosphere stable, it needs to radiate the previously absorbed energy and the energy transferred from the Earth's surface back to the space. Water vapor, carbon dioxide, and methane. Are greenhouse gases that can absorb thermal infrared energy and re-radiate them back to the Earth's surface, preventing part of the energy flowing back to space. With great acceleration, the amount of carbon dioxide and methane greatly increased in the atmosphere, enhancing the greenhouse effect, consequently trapping more heat. This results in the increase of temperature in atmosphere and on Earth's surface. As the temperature increases, the ice and snow will melt, since ice and snow reflect much more energy than water. 
the Earth's surface will absorb more energy as they melt, which leads to more warming. This forms a positive feedback that amplifies the warming process, which is bad. Another positive feedback is that, as the permafrost in the Arctic thaws, organic matters decompose during summer, and releases more methane and carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. To sum up, the enhanced greenhouse effect due to the increasing amount of methane and carbon dioxide combined with the changes of the surface reflectivity forms positive feedback loops that amplifies the global warming. This is well supported by the climate record of the past millions of years in the ice cores and sediment cores, as well as the modern observations at the weather stations and the monitoring of carbon dioxide concentration at Mauna Loa Observ Observatory for the past 60 years. What are the consequences of the recent climate change? Due to the melting of land glaciers, fresh water enters the ocean, resulting in the sea level rise. The rise of the temperature further increases the volume of ocean water, inundating the islands and coastal areas. Since the global climate is driven by the ocean circulation that brings heat from the tropical regions to the poles. As the fresh water in the Arctic enters the ocean, the ocean surface water becomes less dense and is less likely to sink. If the deep water lacks the force to move, the entire circulation is decreased, so as the surface movement. As a result, we experience more extreme weather as the insulation is unevenly distributed from the equator to the pole. Climate change have resulted in prolonged heat waves and drought in some areas, while unprecedented floods in other areas. The climate simulations in Australia show that the probability of fire risks during the 2019 to 2020 season increased by 30% compared to that in 1910. 18 million hectares of bush in Australia were raised by extreme fires in 2019. The destructions of these ecosystems pose severe threats to biodiversity. On the other hand, as the global warming changes the hydrological cycle, Extreme precipitation amplifies the intensity and frequency of flooding. In October 2019, most of the United Kingdom received above-average rainfall that saturated water catchment. Severe flood occurred across the United Kingdom between November 2019 and February 2020. Other extreme weather, such as storms and hurricanes, are linked with the sea surface temperature anomaly. There are many more consequences such as extinction of some species, ocean acidification, and coral bleaching. All of these are caused by the increasing amount of greenhouse gases and the changes of surface reflectivity due to human activities. 
the biggest contribution to the greenhouse gases is the burning of fossil fuels, which supplies 80% of the world's energy. The energy is used to heat our houses, to power our cars, and for industrial productions. Can we replace the fossil fuels by other renewable energy? Food system is another major contribution to the greenhouse gases. To meet humans' dietary demand for beef and dairy, about 1.4 billion cattle are raised. One lactating dairy cow produces about 400 grams of methane each day. The grazing animals contribute about 40% of the annual methane budget. In addition, FAO estimated that one-third of all food produced worldwide ended up wasted each year. The food waste is responsible for 8% of total anthropogenic greenhouse gas emissions. Is there anything we can do to change our dietary habits or improve the feeding management for livestock? The land use changes from forests to urban areas or agriculture fields altered both the amount of greenhouse gases and the surface reflectivity. The deforestation decreased the carbon sink as the photosynthesis converts carbon dioxide to biomass. The urbanization greatly decreased the surface reflectivity or albedo, making the surface absorbing more heat. What modifications can we do about urban planning and surface materials to mitigate the climate change? I look forward to hearing innovative strategies from you. Finally, I would like to acknowledge the following references. American Museum of Natural History, NASA Earth Observatory, Agriculture Government of Canada, National Geography, Science News, Nature, and UN Environment Programme.